My name is Mike Larkin, and welcome back to another edition of Beauty, Strength, and Dominance, the official LFC Lingerie Fighting Championships podcast. And joining me today is LFC Judge. Welcome back to the LFC Judge position, Mr. Trap Gambino. Trap, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. How are you, man? Hey, how you doing, brother? I cannot complain. Really, really busy, but busy is better than boring. Hey, I'm going to say this right now. As we've touched upon the last episode with you and I did, Ice Cube, Crazy Bone, Until We Rich, Mind Right, Grind Right, we got to keep going. That's the mindset. <laughs> right, absolutely, man. Hey. If you get bored, you get, you get to thinking too much. That is true, but I also look at it from a stance, too. It's nice to have that downtime, that relaxation, but at the end of the day, you're jonesing to want to keep on keeping on, so that's what makes it worth it. Yeah, sometimes, uh, like, like after, like, a big gig or something like that, you just need to, like... I guess what do they call it? Degress or decompress? Decompress. Decompress. And um, that's something that, as a thirty-year-old father, I'm learning that uh, is really, really something that you need to do. <laughs> hey, I'll be honest with you. I just turned twenty-nine about a month ago, and I'm feeling good, man. I understand thirty as a, as what the dad, being a father that you are, and really as we get older, we really just start to appreciate things and really see things coming to the fold, you know? Right. Like. Um, like mentally, I'm definitely 30 years old, but physically, I, I feel like I'm fucking 20, man. So it's just getting going. Hey, that's the thing, man. And that's the thing. Whether it's a spiritual side of things or a physical side of things, life is beautiful and it really shows. Yes, yes, sir. It depends on how you look at it, right? Very true. And that, when I say life is beautiful, I'm not talking about the 1998 movie that what, what's a, what you, that Italy and all that stuff. Oh, my goodness. Gracious. That's a completely different thing. But I digress. Mr. Jack Cambino, I look at it from a stance with you, my friend. Last time we saw you on the LFC front, that was, my goodness, LFC 29. You were doing your thing in Las Vegas. Here you are back in Las Vegas for LFC 31 Booty Camp 2. How you feeling being back in the judges position? Oh, man. Um, so I... I loved I love judging these fights, uh, and I take it super super seriously. And um, I guess I didn't do that well on the judging part th this time. I don't know if it was on me or the other judges, but I know we got a couple fights wrong <laughs> that <laughs> night. Um, you know, yeah, it, it could be for some other other reasons. Uh, some some drama happened that night that could have been taking my mind off of judging. Yeah. But apparently we got a couple of those of those fights wrong, and uh, I just want to say to the LFC fans and to the LFC girls, I take this totally seriously, and I apologize if I get any of them wrong. Um, I went back and I looked at the fights and I read my scorecards. I feel like my scorecards were right. Um, Sean, you know, we had a meeting afterwards. He kind of felt like you know the judges were here and there, all over the place. But you know that's what you that's what you get with judges. It's a, it's um it's not an easy job, that's for sure. 
It's not, but I also look at it from a stance too. Where we'll get into the drama that was uh, that encompassed you and <laughs> my friend. But I look at it from a stance too. Each and every one of these girls that we saw in LFC Thirty One Booty Camp too, they brought it. We had some newcomers as well from top yes. to bottom. It was a successful night of LFC action. Man, yeah, it, I mean, it was definitely, in my opinion, the best show that I've ever been a part of, and I've been a part of four now. And um, every show, the production just gets way better. The talent just seems to, they seem to weed out the, the talent that doesn't need to be there. And they keep the talent that is strong and is competitive. So, yeah, these girls are really, the, the talent stepping up, the, the production is stepping up. Uh, the people behind the stocks are stepping up. So uh, shout out to uh, B-O-T-Y, the, those boys behind the stocks. I know they're listening in on this. So, um, yeah, everything is going really good. So I'm pushing with it. I look at it from a stance, too, as well. First and foremost, I wanted to ask you as well about the venue, because for those that don't know, we are at the FSW Hall for Future Stars of Wrestling, big promotion, wrestling-wise in Las Vegas. For those that have seen the two names that are on the marquee with the flag, we have Karrion Cross, who's doing his thing in NXT as the NXT champ, and L.A. Knight, the former Eli Drake. A lot of prestige with the event and that overall building. I wanted to ask you, what do you think about the FSW Hall? Uh, it was beautiful, man. I like how it's it's small, but it's big at the same time, if that makes sense. Uh, a lot of these places you kind of get lost in in the um, venue, but this place was all about the spectacle and like just the lighting and everything. It was just a perfect fit for LFC. Um, I'm not gonna lie though, still my favorite is Fremont Street, right <laughs> in the middle on the um, Neapolitan or Neapolis, whatever you call it. Uh, right in the middle there on Fremont is always gonna be my favorite. Other than when the hurricane hit us that one time, uh, or the um, earthquake, I'm sorry. Yes. And um, yeah, but other than that, FSW is where it's at, man. Like, I mean, how how can you beat that? You cannot, and I look at it from a stance to the names that I mentioned there have gone into NXT and many different promotions, as well as some of the girls in LFC, for the fans, not to give a little bit of spoiler, but some of them have come for Future Stars of Wrestling. So it really yeah. encompasses the wrestling vibe, the overall energy. Yeah, the vibe. nostalgia alone, you know, is just... It's cool, man. It really is cool to just sit there, like, and like I, I was sitting right in front of the announcers table, and you know, I, I, I've, I've seen a lot of famous people come in and out of there, and it, it's just dope to be here and, and be doing what we're doing. Hell yeah! Now speaking of famous people, man, we have two amazing people alongside yourself on the judges' side of things. We had Whoop Dog, and we had <laughs> a Bronco Billy from Wow Women of Wrestling. How was that, man? Whoop Dog is another one, much like yourself. We'll get into your song, but he's a great rapper in his own right. Yeah, Whoop Dog's cool, man. Uh, me and him was chatting and uh, smoking during the <laughs> during the show a little bit, and we plan on doing a song uh, soon together. So that'll that'll be a cool collaboration. And uh, shout out to Whoop Dog. So check him out on Instagram for sure. He's blowing up. And um, who Onyx, man, <laughs> she is she is a wild one, and in, in all the best ways. <laughs> if that girl doesn't become like one of the most famous girls of all time that i mean we're doing something wrong she is she is special and and not in in any negative way at all she is just she stands out uh i've never in my life met a girl like her I got to say, for those who have not met Onyx, probably one of the most brutally honest, very strong, empowered woman. That's what you got to look about her, man. I mean, strong, empowered is an understatement. But I got to tell you, man, when it comes to Onyx, that's what you get. What you see is what you get, if you will. 
Yeah, and um, we she was in the meeting with us. Uh, yeah, I, I've I hung out with her after the LFC show, and um, she was telling me all the all the movies that she'd been in with Tom Cruise and like you said, Spider Man and all that stuff. And and she's just she's so she's so loud and flamboyant in the best ways. We were walking through the casino, and she had this boombox and uh it's it's still like pandemic time you know kind of she had this boom box and she had it playing loud as hell and she was playing my rap song every everywhere and every time we'd pass anybody she'd be like hey this is trap gambino he's a rapper come check him out and it was like i was just like wow man this girl like if 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 the lfc wants to take this this show anywhere and they have a problem getting in in any doors just put her in the front of that door mm-hmm. and she will bust down that motherfucker eventually. That's how I feel about Onyx. <laughs> she is a one woman wrecking crew. And I, I, I mean, you gotta love her. She's just a personality. That she is. And speaking of personality, we're just going to hop right into it. Mr. Trap Gambino, <laughs> whoop dog and yourself. One of the bouts. It was a newcomer. Veronica Payne, the VP herself took on Jenny bloody Valentine. Ended in disqualification. A great back and forth bout. I really enjoyed the intensity of the fight, but god dang man, <laughs> Veronica Payne throws Jenny. She's on the table. And oh my goodness, in your face, Onyx in your face, there was a whole lot of combustion possible elements here, Trap. Uh, you know what? I so when that whole thing happened, me and Jenny have our history, and that's that's a thing for a whole nother day. We could go on hours and hours for that. But me and Jenny have a, a deep history that not a lot of people know about that I have a feeling we'll get into later on and some for, you know, new some LFCs later on down the road. Yeah. But uh, for now, when that when that first happened, uh, so me and Jenny were having our back and forth, which I also apologize for that. I probably shouldn't be talking to these girls during the event, but sometimes you know, emotion gets the best of us. And honestly, I feel like maybe they shouldn't have me judging her fights anymore um, because it's just not fair. I'm going to say that she lost every time. I don't care if she knocks a chick out. I just don't like her. We, she don't like me. And it's obvious, um, you know, she's beautiful. She's talented. Uh, but that, that's where it ends. So me and Jenny don't get along, and we probably never will. Um, when, when it first happened, me and Jenny were talking trash to each other. And Jenny was distracted, and the other girl threw Jenny out out of the ropes into my lap, literally, mm-hmm. like, into my lap. She grabbed my glasses. I broke my watch, broke my glasses. <sighs> and at the time that happened, Jenny was in my face. So I thought Jenny, like, lunged after me. So I'm, I'm fucking irate, man. I'm thinking, like, this chick just fucking hit me. Like... What the fuck? Like, I I told Sean I should have brought security here. He fucking said I'd be okay. Obviously, I'm not. This chick just fucking hit me. Disqualifier. What the fuck? I mean, what are we doing here? Disqualify this girl. So a bunch of a bunch of fucking shit happened, and uh, apparently they disqualified her. So I don't know if they listened to me or they ran some shit back. But uh, I don't know. After watching what actually happened, I don't know if a disqualification was the best choice because even though she came after me after that she kind of came after me because i was irate and i was i was being a little crazy so uh you know i don't know what to say about this situation maybe i just shouldn't have been in that situation to begin with 
Now, first and foremost, I will say this. Well, obviously, yes, we will get into it on future LFC podcasts, but there is a history I am very much aware of between yourself and Miss Jenny Bloody Valentine. But I got to say, though, when it comes to this and your overall, I guess, position with the women as far as the judges standpoint, man, LFC 29, you get the <laughs> the entire thrown at you by Jesse El Toro Santos. This one is oh, Jenny. I gotta say, trap, she's crazy. Right? Jesse's crazy. Jesse's another level. Like, Jesse, uh, you know, I, I don't even know what to say about her. I'll just skip that whole conversation right there. Hey. But yeah, she tried to throw something at me, man. She That skipped right past my head, but you know what? That's all right. At least I got good reflexes. <laughs> I got to say, I look at it from a stance, too. What we do is an art form. What we do as people is an art form. But what you're trying to do is you're trying to get that heat. You're trying to do what you do as a judge and maybe stir some stuff up. So you did that from your standpoint, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not it not that's not like it's not in your character, man. You are held yeah. for personality. I'll put it well, like You know this. what? I'll be straight up honest with you, bro. Me, man. Uh, it's not when I'm the judge of these of this place, I, it, it's not my intention to make myself a part of the show. Sure. And I try to stay out of it as much as I can. It's these fucking girls, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just my I, I get me and these girls, me and some of these girls don't get along. I get along with a lot of these girls. A lot of these girls are fans of mine. I'm fans of theirs. Uh, like shout out to Jolene Hex. She's definitely one of my favorites. And, uh, you know, Tamiko and, you know, a lot of these girls I've worked with on the outside and I'm cool with, but some of these girls and me just, I don't know, man, we just don't get along. And, uh, it, it, it's not good for business, but I guess it is at the same time because it makes for one hell of a fucking show. Absolutely. And I want to talk about some of these fights and a lot of the new girls as well. But one thing I have to mention to you is because we had a lot of uniqueness. We had a lot of great new additions to the show. But one addition I want to ask you about is, God dang, man, Jackie Mack singing the national anthem in her lingerie. She looked absolutely stunning. And what a voice. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Absolutely. Uh, my homies was back home watching it. Uh, and they were texting me like, man, yeah, she she's sexy. She is very sexy, beautiful voice, and another. And thing shout I- out to her for uh, dealing with the the mic the mic issues. You yes, know what I'm saying like there was mic issues, and a lot of people that would just break right away. And she was like, "Fuck that! I don't need a mic. My voice is beautiful." <laughs> you know, she just w- went along with it. Then they ended up fixing it, and uh, yeah. So, uh, shout out to her, man. Uh, that was her first time, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, she did great. She did great. Well, I also got to say this about you, man. We also had Jackie O was another one being the assistant coach oh, of the team. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jackie O. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm a new fan of hers. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, well, you also had Joel Kane being in the Zoom, being the chain around her neck. That was very interesting and unique with everything we got going on with the pandemic. Yeah, I thought that was cool, man. I thought I thought that was a really cool idea. And uh, what what a girl to put it around, you know? <laughs> Jackie O is an asset that we should keep around the company for a long time, if you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, I just had her on the show not too long ago. She definitely wants to get in the ring and get get some fighting going on. Really? Really? Yeah. Oh, man, that would be awesome. Uh, it'd be hard to judge that one because, uh, you know, she's she's a little distracting yes. in the best ways. But um, I hope she I hope she fights. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I was just going to say, and I'll say this because I'm, I'm a child, uh, the breast of luck, if you will. the breast. Of- <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know, but in all seriousness, oh, well, I got to ask you about the entrance as well. Genevieve Hex came back. How about that snake, man? Um, the snake scared the shit out of me. 
I'm not gonna lie. She terrifies the shit out of me. Her in general, she's just a spooky, sexy girl. And uh yeah, she's scary, man. Um, I feel bad for anybody who's in the ring with her. Uh she's other than um you know, other than um oh, I, I got a brain for it now. Which one? Uh full uh, uh the the Fogel. Yeah, Fogel, the screamer. Yep. So other than her, she's probably the scariest. <laughs> well, when it comes to Genevieve, for those who have not followed her on social media, she does a lot of live videos where she's doing yoga, and she's very flexible, as we saw in the fight with Daisy Ducati. So, I mean, she's just all around from an athletic standpoint. It's just amazing. Yeah, and she's uh, she's really good friends with a, a friend of mine. Uh, shout out to Miss Poison XXX on Instagram. She's a porn star, uh, one of my favorite porn stars here in Las Vegas. And um, that's how I, that's how I kind of uh, seen seen her Instagram and all that yoga stuff and started following her. I was like, man, she's a she's on this man. She's like a pretzel. <laughs> <laughs> but but that also makes for she's a, like a satanic pretzel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you're going against someone who's new in Daisy Doomsday Ducati, she also held her own and she was one to not back down from that snake. If you saw the backstage photos from LFC 31, she was like kissing that snake. She didn't give a rat's ass about that snake. Yeah, yeah. Um, usually, I mean, you'd figure that would intimidate her opponents, but uh, I don't know, man. It would intimidate the hell out of me. I was looking around. I don't know if you've seen her entrance, but I was looking over my shoulder and everything. I uh, saw. <laughs> uh, I'm not feeling that snake. <laughs> if you guys check it out on LFC.com, LFC.com, you will see Trap legit kind of like jolt in a way. You kind of like jolt and like jump like, oh, I don't want no snake by me. It's it's funny. You, you, yeah, you. they actually warned us. They was like, hey, just so you know, there's a snake coming up. So, you know, how are you going to make me, how are you going to like psych me out and make it even worse? <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned Lauren Fogel, like she came back in a big way coming off the uh, win to Bella Inc. at Sturgis, and she took on a newcomer in Sarah Brooks. Sarah thought she tapped, but then boom, bow and arrow, Lauren gets the win. What you think of the debut of Sarah the Beast Brook Trap? I mean, they, they all impressed me, man. All these new girls, some of the new girls, like they came in and they were looking a little nervous, at least to me, because I'm not fucking used to seeing these girls. And I'm thinking like, oh, I don't know if this, I don't know if they're going to do so well. And then they just... They showed out, man. Every single girl there ended up putting on a show. Uh, it, it was it was interesting to see how much these newcomers could uh, hang with the pros. Agreed wholeheartedly. And, I mean, you got new people like Vita Von Starr, who comes from Ring of Honor Wrestling, the return of Gemma Juliana. We have people like Shelby the Panther Paris coming in, and Audrey Monique came back, and Bella Inc., which I have to mention this because that was a hot opener where we saw Bella Inc. get the win, and then all of a sudden after that she's going after Leon Hader. Rear naked choke takes down Audrey. That, what a way to start the show. Bella Inc. I want to I wanna mention this. Yeah. So Bella Inc., <laughs> there's, two, there's two things, and they kind of relate. So first of all, even after, shout out to her for being a new mother, first of all. Yes. And even after, so before she had a kid, she her, she had the sexiest torso, I thought. The sexiest torso. That was her thing. She'd come out and like take take the uh, the corset off and that was, you know, show off her torso. Afterwards, nothing has changed. <laughs> like it, she don't look like she had a kid, sexy as ever and her body shots, man, when she punches girls in the body, oh, my God. Like, I feel that. I feel it. She hits hard. 
She does. It's funny that you mentioned her, and we were talking about this, because the last episode, I did tell her, I said, Bella, what I love about you is every time you start, you come right out of the corner, flying punch, flying kick, you're in there, and that's what sets you apart for a lot of the girls that we see go out yeah, there. Yeah, she's obviously not fucking around. Like, you're sometimes you can see, like, in her opponent's face, they're like, oh, damn, I didn't know she was going to come this hard. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so anybody listening to this, any girls listening to this, you better know, Bella Inc.'s going to fucking bring it. Yes, she is. Another one that brought it, I got to ask you, man, very David and Goliath style. What'd you think about the debut of Crystal White? My goodness gracious, against Shay the Fox Mazzotto, former LFC champ. Big girl is Crystal, and she threw Shay around. So that was, yeah, that was David and Goliath. Uh, that was one that I don't know if I got right. Like, I was, I was, that was the one the very one that I was rewatching back and I was like, ah, I'm so fucking like on the fence with that one. But like, it just, it went down to like, she was just so big. She was hard for, for Shayna to do anything to, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like she was just hard to move around. And, but, uh, they always give her those monsters, you know, they, they throw her in there with these big, these giants and um she holds her own so i don't know if i got that one right but um <clears throat> as for a debut for um uh forgive me i forget her name what's her name again crystal white crystal white yes sir okay yeah i'm following her on instagram too by the way and uh as for a debut i mean damn mm-hmm. you know what i want to see i want to see her against i'm not even gonna fucking say her name against the girl who threw her threw her dress at my hair i want to see that versus with a, a goliath versus goliath matchup i think that'd be a fucking headliner right there at least a co-main absolutely i mean the stature of both women and i know which girl you're talking about but it, i mean one's yeah. got and you know what I'll, I'll tell you this right now yes sir. crystal white if you're listening if you fight that girl i will personally be an extra coach in your corner for that fight. All right. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Now, Mr. Trap Gambino, I also have to ask you about the main event because you got yelled at in the main event. We're going to talk about this. Selena from MLW, Selena De La Renta against Katie the Bombshell Forbes, the <laughs> soon-to-be wife of Rob Van Dam. Now, hell of a bout from top to bottom. Selena and Katie Forbes absolutely killed it, but I want to talk about when you got yelled at. So, you say draw, and Selena yells, what the fuck is a draw? I cracked up. I'm not going to lie, Travis, I've watched this. I laughed my ass off. Still <laughs> the funniest lines ever. What the fuck is a draw? Selena was not happy with you. She was definitely not too happy. Uh, yeah, man, that was a draw to me. That, that was a fucking main event, though, man. Those girls put on. So, I mean, they just that was a draw, man. I mean, I, I don't know how else to put it. I just feel like they, they both just, you know, they showed, they showed their, their fair skill set. And, uh, I wish there was like a sudden death round or something like that. But, um, yeah, apparently, I mean, you know who whoop dog is going to go for Cause she came out to his song, you know what I mean? So I feel like that, that's not exactly fair either. Maybe we should be a little, a little more, structured on how we choose the celebrity guest judges uh entrance songs you know what i mean <laughs> just gonna throw whoop dog under the bus like that <laughs> a little bit i mean i mean come on though you got she came out to his song so there's no way that he's gonna pick somebody else 
<laughs> no, but I, I got to say from a stance, this was Katie's second bout in LFC. Killed in the main event the first go around with Sheila Crash Cardinal. Now Selena comes in, new booty camp champ, man. Selena with that booty camp champ. Very nice around her, uh, around her neck there. Yeah, yeah, I like the, I like that. The whole, um, it's like, um, it almost reminds me of like the whole, uh, what's it? The, the old school rap, rap band. Yep, old school chants like Public Enemy, Flavor Flavor. Yeah, yeah, like Public Enemy. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah, I love that. But, but yeah. I, you know, it being old school, I like the belts, so you know, I, I I feel like the belts just suit so much better. But I'm glad that they're doing it in a ring now, and they're just sticking to a. I hope they're sticking to a ring, mm-hmm. because I mean that just opens up so many fucking other things for these girls to do and it's it might be bad for me because then they can you know jump into me and shit <laughs> but it, it's good for the show and for uh the talent like there's so much more they can do in a ring than they can in a cage they can't you know do shit off the ropes and uh, you know on the turnbuckle in a cage Oh, 100% agree. And we saw that, especially with Selena and Katie Forbes. We saw drop kicks. We saw cannonballs in the corner. We saw a lot of ass sets, if you will, from Miss Katie Forbes in the bout. So it gives them yeah. more work and room work. She's, she's a distracting fighter, but I still feel like I got that one right. <laughs> <laughs> I got to ask you another thing with um, the LFC card. Now, LFC 25 was the last time that we saw a weigh-in. What did you think about the inclusion of the weigh-in for this one? Uh, unfortunately I wasn't there for the weigh-in, so I really, I really can't say much about that, but I have, I did see the pictures and the pictures from the weigh-in, it it looked like the girls, uh, were at each other at the weigh-ins. Maybe they need some, they need like a, um, a Sean Shelby or somebody, not Sean Shelby, who the fuck is the guy in between the fighters? It's usually Dana White, but if it's not Dana White or yeah, maybe, Maybe that's what we should do. Maybe we should get Sean's ass in the middle of these fucking girls in case they try to fight each other because they were getting pretty, uh, you know, back and forth. Well, that's what's great about these weights and great about the intensity of these belts. And I also look at it from stance, too. Like, you want to talk about pictures. I saw you even before your glasses got shot, man. You were rocking it with your ensemble, the nice little red, the nice little shades, man, looking tight to death, if you will, friggin' Batman style. Yeah, I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, that was before my fucking glasses got destroyed. But, you know, shout out to those glasses. Rest in peace. <laughs> hey, I got to look at it from a stance, too. Like, again, when you come into these events, you got to look nice. You got to look what you do. And that's that's what you do. You always stand out when it comes to these events, Trent. I appreciate it, brother. That's what you got to do, man. You can't be boring because I know uh, when I first when I first got contacted by the LFC to be so a lot of people might not know this, but I was not like a hired in like I was a celebrity guest judge, just like Whoop Dog and just like uh, the one before that. And um, I was just a celebrity guest judge for my first time. And I think it's because of how I approached it, how professional I approached the the judging aspect of it and how good I approached the the promotion side of it, like showing up with a limo and security and girls pouring me liquor and you know at the table and shit like that. I feel like that that brought up a lot a lot of attention and they they dig that. So I feel like that's why they just said fuck it and started just bringing me back and back and back and next thing you know I'm a full time judge for the LFC. Look at it from a stance, and I'll say this again to reiterate because it, it's very well it, – it fits, and it ties in and correlates. You are like the 80s Ric Flair with the whole, you know what, these shoes cost more than your house. I'm going to fly in the jets. I'm going to fly in the plane, kiss, steal, and wheel, and deal, and son of a gun. It's very Ric Flair-esque, but it fits because everybody wanted to be Ric Flair, so it accepts example. Hey, I want to be like Trap Gambino. Yeah, man. I'm, 
I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people think that, but a lot of people go the total opposite. You know, I get a lot of hate nowadays, but I feel like when you're trying to do something special, the first part of your career is like filled with fucking hate. And then once people finally get it and they see what you're, what you're doing and why you did all this crazy stuff and why you suffered all that shit. And, uh, once it starts coming all together, then they're going to start slowly, slowly gaining some respect. But for, you know, you got to earn it, man. You got to put in the work and that's what I'm doing. I think when it comes to any story, like some people want to start at chapter one and they just want to skip all the way to like chapter 46. They don't want to like take the ride and let the story play out on itself. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to, um, it, it, it all, it definitely depends on who you are too. You know, um, this isn't for everybody. That's for sure. It's a crazy fucking game, man. <laughs> It is, but I think with all that becomes the sacrifice, it becomes the hustle, and you've exudify, exuded that, excuse me, and exemplified that with your work from rap and all the ventures that you want to get into. It just shows your motivation, and that is very, like I said, it's very admirable on your part, Trap. I appreciate that, brother. Yeah, I, I appreciate that, and I definitely, like I was telling you before the podcast even went on, like, the respect is mutual, man. You're definitely one of my favorite podcasters. It's always fun uh, coming on here with you. I appreciate that, man. That's what it looks. That's what I look to do with these shows—to have some fun and tell a damn good story and provide a platform. And speaking of your story, the story doesn't stop with you, Trap. Like I said, you're always on the moves, man. I got to talk about this video villain, man. I was listening to the song. Sean and I talked about it on our episode of the podcast. We love the song. We love the video, and it's a damn good song. If anybody has not checked out Villain, it is some good shit. Go and see it on Trap your YouTube page, man. You killed it in that video. I loved it. Hey, I appreciate that, man. And you know what's funny about that is. That was kind of like a one-off thing, like, for now, just because, like, I didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. I, I spent a lot of money on that music video, and I wasn't sure, like, I was, like, this thing is going to get, like, 200 views, you know, like, like all the other videos I put on YouTube. And then it just blew up, man. It ended up getting, like, 10,000 views, and I know that's not a lot, but to me, I mean, that's a lot to me. Like, that's my first, you know, music video, and uh, it, it inspired me to do more and to work harder, because this one, I kind of wrote it a little bit sloppy and kind of just uh, generic, just to just to get people to come in, because, you know, uh, if, you, if you just write something catchy, then everybody's going to listen and get pulled in. And then once I once you pull them in, then you can show off your real talent. Of course. Well, I got to say, first and foremost, the setting, me being a rap fan, being a music fan and telling a story with your video. Like, again, you got the beautiful girls in there. You got the dogs. It set the tone for a great rap video, and it mixed very well with the song as well. And it told a damn good story from the video standpoint and the song standpoint. I appreciate it, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, you're very welcome. But that no, it was a fun day. <laughs> you can tell, man. I'm going to say this right now. I'm going to use the term "bootiful." It was bootiful in that video, man. It was <laughs> yeah, I I told the producer I was like, make sure, like, I wanted it to look like, like world star hip hop, like, uh, like 2010 world star hip hop, guns in your face, ass in your face, tits everywhere, and there's an uncensored version <laughs> of that music video that's way, way, way crazier than than the one that was on YouTube. Well, I will say this. When it comes to videos like that, I remember as a kid, like two, early 2000s, right? When Cisco was at his peak, he split from Drew Hill. We have the thong song, one of the most iconic parts of the videos. The girls are shaking the butt. The mustard's going on the hot dog. Just all around that video encompass the bootay, if you will. So I could see that when it comes to the booty and just the overall encompass. <laughs> 
We're still talking about it 21 years later. It's a thong song, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I knew it was going to get replays for that alone. You know what I mean? Like, ass gets replays and, and guns and all that money and stupid shit. That just gets replays. So I literally just did all that for, for like, you know, just to just to get the plays. And, and my next video, I'm going to approach it totally different. It's going to be a cinematic experience instead of just like, hey, look at me, I'm cool, and there's money, and there's girls, because although that's cool, that's not really, like, what I want to portray and what I want to give off to inspire people. Like, it inspires some people, but maybe not the type of people that I'm looking to inspire, if you know what I mean. Of course, you have to change it up when it comes to videos as well. You can have that image, but every video can't be the same. You got to do something. Yeah, I want to just be more me. I want to be more myself. I mean, going back to Cisco for a second, I mean, the man does the thong song, and then here he is playing the piano, and he's on his knees talking about my life is incomplete. So, I mean, there's a 184, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Absolutely. <laughs> it is. And I look at it from a stance, like you were talking about, like you were talking about the plays with the boobs and the ass, the voluptuosity factor, if you will. But look at Sir Mixlot back in the day. Baby got back. Hit song. Put it on the glass. Not so much, but hey, we had a song for the breast, and we had a song for the ass. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah my next song is uh i'm looking to make like a radio hit for my next song i actually got it written uh and all that so i'm just looking to i gotta hit the studio and and record it and i think this one's gonna be the one that's gonna be on the radio and probably gonna go viral do we have if i if i put my faith into it if i speak it into existence most of the time it happens so that's what i'm doing <laughs> do we have a name for that song yet trap or are we just still writing some stuff down Oh, no, it's fully written. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's fully written, but it's going to be uh, it's gonna be a surprise release. Uh, I, I fucked up with the last one and just released it. I was so excited. I just kept releasing everything early as hell, but this one I'm actually going to do it the right way. <laughs> <laughs> well, first and foremost, that excitement is great again because you put it out, and now you're going to do another one, which is great. So, I mean, it's great to have that feeling, though, Trap, because you knew what you did. You wrote it down. You put the pen to paper, so to speak, and literally speaking. So, I mean, it works, man. It works all around for you. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. You're very welcome. It's hard work. It's not as easy as people think. Like, um, I get people commenting on that video all the time. Like, oh, this is cool, but get a real job. Or this sucks. When are you going to get some real work or something like that? Like, you guys have no idea how fucking this is harder than some of the realest jobs out there, man. Hey, it's too like when you're from a content creator standpoint, a lot of people don't realize the work that just goes in. Oh, oh, what they think is their perception is, oh, this guy's just on YouTube all day. Here's a video. Here's that. He's just sitting on YouTube. It's like, no, like the work and the precision and the timing and everything that goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I respect what you do, man, because like a lot of people might listen to this and think that we're just having a fucking conversation, but that's really not how it is. Like you had to do a lot of research before you even, you know, before we even did this and. And uh, if people underestimate content creators, but the more, the more uh, I guess Gen Z or whatever is growing up, the yes. more I'm starting to realize, I guess this is the way. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we have now with this new generation. What I'm saying, I'm not trying to sound like the old guy because you and I are both 29 and 30 respectively, but we both see it. We both see it. Yeah, yeah. We I feel like we grew up in like just the right time when we're. Uh, not too old to be out of touch and not too young to be dumb as fuck. That's, 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 that's a great analogy. I am stealing that analogy because <laughs> it's very <laughs> Oh my goodness. But besides reality television as well, man, because I've been seeing you and your lovely mob wife herself, Miss Ashley Gambino, <laughs> divorce court, judge faith, man, doing your thing on the reality side of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been killing it, man. Uh, 
Ashley's not so much of an actress and all that stuff, so I, I kind of drug her into the divorce court thing, but she had a blast on divorce court. <laughs> I want to ask you, because originally it was Judge Toller, now it is Judge Faith, who had her own show doing her thing from the judge's side of things. <laughs> Tell us yeah. about the divorce court experience. Before we even get to Dr. Phil, I want to ask you about divorce court. So, uh, first of all, for those who don't know, uh, Divorce Court is, is some of the shows are totally scripted. Not all the shows, some of them are. And ours was one of the shows that was totally scripted. And uh, you can go on the website. I'm not giving out any secrets or anything like that. You can go on the Divorce Court website. And you can see that it's a scripted TV show for entertainment purposes. And uh, they hired me and Ashley to come down to Atlanta and film uh, a segment we did our thing and it, it was i thought we put on a really good show i thought it was hilarious talking about the girls in the limo and stuff like that and um we filmed our show we had a blast doing it they treated us really good and they edited the show to make us look really good uh even better than the show actually went and um i was really happy with that experience so uh shout out to um divorce court now and uh tyler perry studios fox studios and how they handle everything uh i'm really really impressed with with them and how they do things down there i gotta say because it makes for a great again we talk about stories with the show it's like you know she's crying he just he's in the limos all the time and then we got you just like yeah i'm in the limo <laughs> it's like yeah you're like yeah the- it's so funny you are like the opposite of Big Pun. You're not a player. You just crush a lot. That's what you are. You're like, <laughs> what, like the equivalent of Big Pun in that episode, man. That's funny as hell. Yeah, I was uh, I was definitely playing a character, and so was Ashley. But uh, when, when, to anything in acting, there's realism to everything. So there was definitely some real behind, you know, some of those emotions with, with her crying about, uh, like, wanting to fight again and stuff like that, like, it's funny because the producer was literally like typing in big caps, cry, cry, cry on the fucking teleprompter. And I seen it. And then I looked at Ashley. I was like, Ashley can't do that. And she just, she summoned up. So what she told me is she summoned up like thinking about how she really does want to fight again and how people actually are doubting her. And uh, I, I just thought it was a beautiful fucking moment, man, because it, it really made me tear up for real. So uh, I went on there thinking I was going to do a total act, and then I started tearing up, and I was like, oh, shit. First and foremost, more than I bargained for. <laughs> that's the best when it comes to raw emotion, when you have something that's going on that you're feeling, and you just let it out. And I, I could yeah, tell that in that scenario that she was letting it out, and again, made for great TV. Yeah, that's the best with acting, too, man. Like. That that's when the best uh, things happen in acting is when you just, even if it's something that you gotta act on, uh, think of something real, you know. Of course, and I look at it from a stance too, like whether it be like because a lot of us from what we've gone through in life, whether it be a tragic death of a friend or a family member, you still have that image in your head, so you let that imagery float into your emotions, and then boom, here we are. Exactly. Like I went through acting classes and all that shit. Like you know, in uh, 2019, yeah. uh, I was and 2018 a little bit. I was doing nothing but like acting, and uh, I, I I learned that um, like if it's acting, you're gonna tell that it's acting, but if it's like real, you know, like there's just such a big difference, man. It's such a big difference, and it's hard to explain, but acting really isn't acting like it's got to be real emotion it's like a cliche thing to say like oh i'm not an actor i'm a 
I'm a beer or I just am or, you know, like some shit like that. It's like whatever, dude. But acting is way harder than people fucking think it is. And that's the thing when, when we'll go back to that Gen Z for a second, because there's a lot of people nowadays with everything being more digital, if you will. Everything is more online based. They think it's just easy, like one, two, three. And it's like, no, nah, man, you if you don't put in that work. And you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. It's, it's cliche, like you said. It's old school mentality, but it's true at the end of the day. And there's a lot of validity to it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, people just got to, you know, if any, in anything, they just got to study it and, and work hard and, and stay dedicated and they'll be good at it. Or there, I guess there's some people that are just never good at it and they got to find another gig. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I got to say, at the end of the day, we all find our way and we all find the thing that we love. And that's what's amazing about this thing that we call life, man. Yeah, man. I thought I was going to be like a big time actor and stuff like that. And my career is just totally taking a totally different route. Hey, like I and I'm going to say this, I'll go the spiritual route. God has a plan for all of us, Mr. Trap Gambino. That's right. Uh, we're kind of just on the path, man. Like no matter what we do, we're going to end up on that path no matter what. Hell yeah. And speaking of no matter what, Dr. Phil, my goodness, we're going to talk about Dr. Phil now. Cause again, entertaining as hell, but I wanted to ask you about the Dr. Phil experience. Cause I was <laughs> my asshole. Um, I mean, where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> just start about how did the Dr. Phil thing come to fruition? And we'll talk about the show. Talk about getting involved with Dr. Phil. Show. So Dr. Phil show. So I know they made it look like I contacted them. They actually contacted me. Excuse me real quick. Cause I'm actually outside looking for my Uber eats. <laughs> okay. Oh, now I'll see him. But um, yeah, so the, the, the Dr. Phil show contacted me basically about my story with fake profiles and the trolls and how they've been affecting my life and stuff like that. Because obviously, you know, a lot of people know about it and they wanted to make a show about it and I was on board for it. <laughs> so we flew out to... I mean, after a bunch of, of course, the whole auditioning process where you have to send in videos and stuff like that, even though they reach out to you. Um, so after all that stuff, we flew out to L.A. and we did the show. And yeah, it's one of those things where I did see the piece and pretty much the big thing that came out of it was we saw him call you delusional. You talked about the trolls and you talked about wanting to become an MMA fighter. We saw your footage of you training and encompass, like I said, the realism that you go through with the trolls and people commenting a lot of negative stuff. But then also it's the infamous moment of pretty much him calling you delusional was one of the things that we take away from that video. All right, Trap. So the last thing I will say. Is my goodness gracious, the Dr. Phil thing that we really saw in that video is we saw you training, we saw a lot of things that were going on with the trolls and the that you have to deal with online. And one of the things that really came out of that highlight video going into your show with Dr. Phil was he called you delusional. I wanted to ask you about that comment to talk about that experience. Well, you see, here's the thing. So when I went on Dr. Phil, I kind of <clears throat> approached it the same way I approached it as divorce court. I was under the impression, like, if I was nice to them, they'd be nice to me. If I showed up, gave them a good show, and, um, you know, made Dr. Phil look good, he would make me look good. Uh, my mistake was I didn't watch the show enough before going on the show. I knew, I knew at the end of the day, Dr. Phil, his job is to tell me I'm doing something wrong, and that's the reason I'm having problems, and blah, 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 slap me on the wrist, and all that stuff. So... I kind of, uh, I played a character to a point 
on uh, exaggerated my problems to, you know, get my foot in the door. And I felt like they just, the editing, man, was just so bad on my part. So the delusional thing was pretty funny because uh, on set, it just looked way better than than it was like in on the show. So on set, everything went pretty good. And I left thinking that I gave a really good, uh, a really good story to America about who I am and what I'm doing. Of course, I exaggerated how the trolls like affect me. And like, I don't, that whole, the footage of us in my house and me looking at my phone and on the laptop and shit, that was actually in CBS studios. So that's not real. That's not like, I'm really not arguing with Ashley over the trolls at my house. That's not my house. That's actually in the Dr. Phil CBS studios. So, uh, you know, the, the curtains up on that. And, um, a lot of it's not real, but a lot of it was a lot of more of that was real than divorce court. And I just felt like, you know, the editing was brutal, man. And Dr. Phil's not a bad guy. Like everybody says, it's just the fucking, the producers that are the bad people. And we see that with a lot in regards to shows and a lot that we've seen with certain episodes of certain shows. And one thing what's I've always found so funny when it comes to Dr. Phil, and as someone who has seen his show before and a lot of the topics that he's discussed, one of the things that always makes me laugh is how funny is it that one of the most notable things that's still to this time that always goes with that show, everybody talks about Danielle and Catch Me Outside, how about that? Like, that's and that's so yeah. with the show now is Catch Me Outside, how about that? Yeah, like, you know what's funny? A lot of people, they see my show and they're like, oh, you just went on there for clout. And my response to that is, yes, I definitely just went on there for clout. And um, if you look into it, obviously, doctor, I mean, I would say obviously, but, you know, it's not obvious to a lot of these people, man. But Dr. Phil is not a real doctor. Um, The show is a TV show and it's not. You know, you're not taking a real doctor's advice. This is all for entertainment at the end of the day. And people forget that, man. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they, they take it so seriously. And uh, I don't know where the fuck I was going with that. <laughs> but uh, I understand because it's at the end of the day, what they're doing is it's a TV show. And, and to compare that, I mean, I look at it from a stance is look at like what oh, we have. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah. I definitely went on there for Klaus. So I feel like what I was trying to get to is if, if you go on there and um, you go on there for a serious problem, like say I have some like serious PTSD or something, and I really go on there for a fucking Dr. Phil to help me, mm-hmm. then I'm dumb as hell. Because like, <laughs> if I don't go on there just for clout, then I mean, I'm really going on national television to spread my real problems with America to, to help me like that. It's stupid. I, so what I went on there to do, I went on there with problems that weren't really problems. Like they were problems in the beginning of my career and the beginning of when I've been trying to do all this shit. But, um, when, by the time Dr. Phil contacted me, trolls were nowhere near a problem anymore. I just made it look like they were a problem to get my ass on the show. (laughs) Which again is smart and it also boosts your career and it's from an entertainment standpoint. Like what yeah, else? I um for back of for for back of the letter words, holy shit, that is dyslexic. <laughs> so for lack of better words, uh, I ate a lot of dick on purpose to get clout. You know what I mean? Like I um 
like Vince McMahon says, you got to eat shit and like the taste of it. Yep. And that's fucking true, man. Sometimes, and like I said, um, at the end of the day, um, when it's, when it all comes together, people will see exactly why I did all this and why it was worth it and, and how I did all that. And hopefully they'll respect it a little more. Of course. And I look at it from a stance too, like, um, Lacey from the rock of love show. And obviously very big in the celebrity alley days with the rock of love and all the shows that we saw VH one, like she'll talk about, it. it's like, look, I'm on the show, but that's not really me. That's me hyping up this character of this evil person. Like, to, and I mean, look at her. I mean, we're still talking about her 14 years later and that show that was synonymous with the celebrity reality part about it. it yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, man, and that's what's great about it, too. It's like at the end of the day, you're playing a character. It's what we do. You know what I'm saying? This is not really how this girl is. It's just we're playing a character to create those moments and give you something to pure people to talk about. Yeah, like I was a character on Divorce Court. I was a character on Dr. Phil, but I'm I'm done being characters. That's the thing. Like I, I they like the I guess you call them trolls, haters, whatever you want to call them. I call them fans now because they're just they they're the first ones that'll buy your OnlyFans, the first ones that'll buy your the tickets to see you get knocked out, and the first ones to buy your movies to see you suck on on the big screen. And so, uh, my fans, my worst fans, is what pushed me to like be more real because I, I it started like I just fuck a character like. I feel like the real me is better than any fucking character that I can play. And these people don't know the real me yet. So it's up to me to show them that. Of course. And I look at it from a stance too, with what we get to do as content creators and people, I'll use myself for an example. Like I do this, I get to interview a lot of great people like you and dude, I get to interview a lot of people in hot lingerie and people look at me. Oh, there's Mike. You know, he likes his wrestling. There's his LFC. I'm like, yeah, I get to interview a lot of great, amazing people. Like, what do you want me to say? It's who I am. It's what I love to do. And sometimes, you know, you're going to have those haters. You're going to have those trolls or wherever you want to define it. At the end of the day, you said it perfectly because it's fans because whether they like you or you hate you, they're talking about you. And to quote the one and only Nas and Puff Daddy, hate me now, but I won't stop now. So it's all <laughs> comes into correlation, so to speak. Absolutely. Absolutely. I used to play into it and I used to be like, <clears throat> oh, you hate me, but it's because you had a shitty Christmas or something like that. Like I used to just be like the fool out heel and that's just not fucking who I am, man. Like it really isn't. I'm really just a nice, like I, I really am a nice guy. I'm a family guy. I'm somebody who wants to inspire other people. I'm somebody who wants to be healthier and happier and be fucking rich and I want everybody to come with me. You know what I mean? That's what I that's who I am. Yeah, it's it's the come for a long come along for the ride mentality. You know, we work Exactly. Together. Exactly. We're all in this shit together, man. Like on some hippie shit, we're all connected. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I feel you. It's it's the united not divided front, if you will. It's united not divided. <laughs> right, right. Now, I got to say this to you, speaking of United Not Divided, because we're going to talk about this. But before we even get into what I want to ask you, man, we're going to transition. We're going to talk about you got a big ass announcement you got to make. So please let us know. Yeah. So a big announcement that I wanted to make on the show tonight is we are opening up a gym and this will be the new home of the LFC. So this means that Vegas will now have a headquarters for every single lingerie FC associated girl, crew member, uh, you know, anybody associated with the LFC can come and train at this place uh, for free. They can shoot promos for free. I know a lot of these girls have their own businesses on the side where they shoot custom content for their fans. Well, 
I know that they they pay extreme couture and syndicate like that, mat fees, and and they need cages and rings and stuff like that to, to film these videos. Fuck that. From now on, the LFC now has a home where these girls can film all their custom content completely for free. Uh, I'm going to have everything set up, lights set up, cage, mats, all that shit. Um, I'm coming into a lot of money uh, really soon, and I'm putting it all into this gym. And I'm, and so is my homies. I got some homies that's, that's back in, up into this. It's not just me alone. And um, we're, we're working together to develop a gym that is going to be a place that we can just make crazy content at. Uh, we can do the fucking, I know they, they like to do the behind the scenes for LSC. The girls shoot promos and talk shit to each other and all that stuff. They, they're free to come there and, and do all that safely, uh, discreetly, and without any fucking dues. So, yeah, the big announcement is we are opening a gym in Las Vegas. Um, we don't have the name of the gym yet, but the gym will be the new home of the LFC. Wow. First and foremost, when I get my ass to Vegas, I cannot wait to see this gym. And number two, <laughs> well, first and foremost, dude, we, there's more shots of LFC exposed for what he's referring to behind the scenes. So, I mean, yeah, we get to cut more promos, a lot more content. That's what it's about, building some more content, a lot of uh, spacious room for the girls to work out and do what they do. So, uh, congratulations. I am happy. That is awesome. Yeah, I, I appreciate it, man. And I know, I know the boys in the stocks are going to be really happy about this because uh, when we were meeting with Sean, we were talking to him like, a lot of these girls could use uh, like some some more structured training. You know, a lot of these new girls aren't as uh, structured as the old vets. Like somebody like Jennifer Jennifer Valentine, uh, Jenny Valentine, excuse me. Uh, we don't get along, but I will say she is one of the hardest working <laughs> women in that fucking sport, and. Uh, a lot of these girls need to need to step their fucking game up, and and this gym will will help that out. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's it's not going to be easy to get on her level, but this gym will will be helping them to get a lot closer. Uh, we plan on having a, a van. I, I I got a big van right now that I'm about to turn into like um, an LFC van. So we're gonna wrap it and everything like that. And I I feel like it'd be a funny show every now and then to like. Um, get the camera crew together, get them in the van and go around, you know, knocking on these girls doors like, hey, it's time to train, get your ass up, let's go to the gym and, you know, uh, make a funny little reality show out of that and uh, get these girls some structured. I got I got coaches behind this. Uh, I got some people that train at Extreme Couture and they're going to come and coach. I got uh, people under Golden Glow Jiu-Jitsu, the owner of Golden Glow Jiu-Jitsu, uh, Shonuff. Uh, is my my main coach and you know he holds pads he does jujitsu classes and all that stuff so we're gonna have actual classes for these girls and um, so they can practice all this shit there and it's all gonna be completely for free because it's gonna help out the fucking stock it's gonna help out the the promotion and it's gonna help out us because we have sexy girls coming and training at the gym so I'm sure we're gonna get a lot more uh, customers from that. Agreed wholeheartedly, and I look at it from a stance, too, and here's what I like about what you just said, because what you just said with the van and when that concept that you brought up for a reality show, that is like the opposite of what MTV used to have with Room Raiders. Like, they would knock on the door, you get in the van, <laughs> would fight over the girl and see who had the best room. What you just did was like the opposite version of That's room hilarious. Raiders. Yeah, you know, I'm just shooting the shotty. I'm just talking shit like I'm... 
but um i i do feel like that'd be a good idea to because i'm either selling this van for a new one or i'm keeping it and and upgrading it as an lfc van um because it, i think it'd be dope to just wrap it in lfc logo and then use it at, for the reality show and just keep it fucking parked outside of the the lot you know what i mean we already have a location that uh we're setting up a meeting next week to go check out um and it's uh 10,000 square feet and it's uh on sahara and it's it's in a really fucking nice location with a, it's in it's in a shopping mall and all that shit so it, it's just it's good business man and that's the next business step for us i gotta say if lex luger can have the lex express why can we not have the lfc express with the lfc van why not right? let's do it man let's turn it into a fucking stretch limo i got a guy who does that shit <laughs> <laughs> well i will say this speaking of gym wise this is what i also want to tie in and correlate here because dude i've been seeing you training i've been seeing you on the grind beast mode man you're looking good getting yourself back in some great health shape man you've been killing it in the gym trap Hey, brother, I appreciate that. Thanks for uh, recognizing. Uh, lately, I switched to a, a different diet, and I've been working hard in the gym, and uh, hopefully it'll all pay off when I fight eventually. I will say this, though, man, and what I appreciate about it, too, is when it comes to gyms, whether it be home gym or now getting back into the gym, we all got our ways to, you know, get our grind on and feel good about ourselves mentally and physically. So you're doing it right. You're doing your part, man. Yeah, and this is a, this is another reason that I'm doing this this gym venue because uh i just i've always needed a home gym and after the last shit that happened to me with my old team and we're fucking i mean literally we're like a bunch of stray dogs now that was like kicked out of a pack like fucking like half the team is like with fucking me now and we're like fuck what do we do so fuck it we're opening up a gym of our own man and we're gonna bust our ass there and we're gonna become fucking champions and we're gonna go from there man like i i i have no excuse if i just have a gym of my own i have the fucking key to i can go and work out anytime i want i don't have to follow anybody else's curriculum i can create my own so uh i feel like that'll just make the story even better and another another announcement i can make um i haven't really said this on any i kind of gave hints is um during this whole process there's going to be a, a reality show docu-series that is on a and e so uh, i can't say what it's about other than it's about me and i i mean from uh, from now i guess you can kind of whatever the fuck comes my way i'm gonna make it about me no matter what so i'm just gonna i'm gonna uh, deal with the show the way i deal with it and uh it's it's gonna be a good show and a lot of it's gonna take place in this gym so that'll be a lot of exposure for the lfc and these girls who train there too it'll give people inspiration and motivation to go to that gym and train because there's going to be camera crew in there all the fucking time not just a and e but uh you know other shit too i'm gonna have vlogs and i mean the list goes on man we're we're not gonna be another gym we're just so fucking nose up and you know, prestigious, and you got to bow before you get on the mats, none of that. There's going to be a lot of fun shit going on in our gym. We're going to be the cool kids in town. First of all, I love that, the bow and the shoes off, the discipline and respect that goes into it. It's very old school, but it's very traditional, and I love it because that's the way it should yeah, be. Yeah, I, I love it, but at the same time, like, every, like, like for example, my coach, Shonuff, I'm sure he will have that. He will have people bow and do all that shit before they step on his mats. 
but for me, you know, like I'm, I, first of all, I'm not teaching any classes there. The only thing I'm there for is to train and to do content. But um, our gym's definitely going to be a respected gym and a respectful gym. But it's going to be a lot more laid back than, than the gyms of, you know, that I was in before. Understood. And one other thing I got to add, because we touched upon it earlier, with the women like Jenny Bloody Valentine and the vets and the newcomers to LFC, and, and these crap that we've had come in have been great, and they really are very driven and passionate. I love them. But one thing I've always said on this show, if you just think what we do with LFC Lingerie Fighting Championship is just a roll around in lingerie, then you don't know what the fuck goes into what LFC does. They really, you know what, like LFC as a brand, obviously, it's an established brand. It's a great yes. name. They fuck it just the name doesn't fucking do it justice, man. It just really doesn't do it justice. It's uh these girls are, are so talented and the it took me till the first show that I was in to even understand that. Like I've seen clips on YouTube and everything like that. Like maybe it needs to be maybe there needs to be some more promotion behind it and more more promotion than just one YouTube video, one YouTube uh, channel that's kind of, you know, posting provocative stuff. Like, I get it. It gets views and stuff like that. But also, at the same time, these girls are so underestimated because they're so fucking talented. It's insane. And uh, I, even I underestimate it. It's my fourth show, and I still expect shit. And it goes a different way, and it, it surprises me. So um, maybe it's just the evolution of the LFC and that's what the fuck it is. You know what I mean? Like everything's supposed to happen this way. And that's just the evolution of the sport. Of course. And I also look at it from a stance too. I've always compared it to what the LFL did, the the lingerie football league. It's like it's badass women tackling on the gridiron, but they're in lingerie and they look sexy while doing it. And they hit hard. And to compare it to wrestling, like Summer Rae, who was in the WWE as an alumni of the LFL, Lauren, the animal Fogel played in the LFL, LFC prospect, Ty Emery's coming in. She did LFL. Now she's doing her thing in MMA. So the transitions and the correlations and everything from different endeavors is amazing. Trap. Right. Like it's a real, real sport and people need to put aside, like, of course there's a sexual side to it, yes. but like, and fucking WWE, you got these guys wrestling in tights. You think some girls watch that because they, you know, there's a, there's sexual everywhere. There's some guys, for example, there's some guys who watch MMA fights just because that's the only time they see a girl barefoot. You know what I mean? So there's there's going to be that shit in anything. So why not fucking roll with it, man? Sex sells, and these girls are definitely not doing anything that disrespects themselves. And uh, if anything, um, they're putting – they're just – they're, they're giving so many other girls out there who want to do shit like this a reason to fucking do it. Because a lot of these girls are, are shy. Maybe they're, they, they want to be like a sexy wrestler, but they're too, you know, they, they don't want to be made fun of or be called the locker room this or that. And these girls are showing, like, you can do it and you can be respectful about it. Agreed. And respected and feared. <laughs> beautifully said chap and another thing i gotta say i have a couple final things dude before we close this out i'm gonna say this right here up front man round three the overtures here anytime you want to come back on trap it's always a pleasure and a privilege i definitely will have you back on oh man i appreciate that um i have a feeling there's gonna be a lot of shit that i'm gonna accomplish this year and i know you're fucking booked to the t like <laughs> i know that you got show after show after show so no, I have a feeling we're going to talk to each other again in 2020, 2022, and uh, I, I don't think I know I'm going to be a millionaire by then. So I will talk to you again when I am a millionaire.
All right, my brother. Now, another thing I got to say, man, a lot of things that's going on, I want to ask you because I asked Bella this. I want to ask your insight. Man, everything that's going on with Floyd Money Mayweather, Jake Paul. <laughs> uh, I want to ask you about the the Paul brothers and Floyd Money Mayweather. What do you think about the overall happenings that's been going on? Man, so people might get surprised at this, but I, I, I'm all in for it, man. I, I think it's fucking awesome. Uh, Chael Sonnen said on his podcast, uh, Triller was the 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 promotion that set the the sport back 20 years and you know what i kind of agree with that but maybe we needed that maybe the sport was fucking evolving too fast everybody was fucking calf kicking each other and, and like the, the sport is just i i like i like boxing and i miss boxing the way it, it was like some of the freak show fights and that shit's coming back and i, I respect the paul brothers and, and what they're doing and Although, uh, I think Jake personally, I think Jake is a bad person. Um, what he's doing is fucking genius and, and hilarious and entertaining. And, uh, Logan kind of seems like the dumbass sweetheart that just, you know, does shit for clout. And I'm, I, you know, all of it's inspiring to me because at the end of the day, like, you know, what, if, what if one day I'm fucking 10 and oh. And all of a sudden, I got all that cloud and all that fan, and then I can fight Logan Paul or Jake Paul, and then I get that money too. And then you know, it just heights up the sport more. It's just, it's all good at the end of the day for me. It's it's all good shit. I love it, man. I absolutely love it. It's like an NWA straight out of Compton. Any publicity is good publicity. When Ice Cube and Easy are having that talk, check out the. Yep, that's what it is. That's all it is. Right, like everybody's talking shit about it, but everybody's talking about it. <laughs> now, Mr. Trap Gambino, before we close out, this is where I step back and please promote the Facebook, the Twitter, Instagram, where we can follow you on all sorts of uh, social media, including YouTube. Go ahead, Trap, promote yourself. Uh, sure. So my biggest thing is Instagram. It's at Trap Gambino X. So be careful. There's a lot of fake profiles out there. The real one, unfortunately, I chose X. I don't know why I put X at the end of it. So it makes it like the last one that, that shows up when you search my name. But it's at Trap Gambino X. Uh, Facebook, I don't really care about. YouTube, um, you can just type in Trap Gambino and a bunch of stuff pops up. You know, uh, IMDB on Google, all that stuff. But I'm hoping to be so big that you don't even have to fucking look me up. You can just drive by and I'll be popping up on a billboard or something. <laughs> You're like the uh, Lou Christie t-shirt. For those that don't know, the, Lou Christie had a, a t-shirt artist back in the day, a while back, man, probably like 70s, 80s. And it had a shirt that said, Google me, baby. That's going to be you. You're going to Google me. <laughs> I love that. You know what's funny? Uh, one of my – I got I to gotta say this before we end. Uh, one of my favorite quotes is from Pitbull. So Pitbull, the, the artist, right? Yes. He said, I'm so fucking like, he didn't even flex on this. He said, he said, just Google my name and I come up before the dog. <laughs> like that's, that's a mad flex right there man <laughs> first of all great line and also very adamant because when people think of pitbull they they kind of like surpass the pitbull dog they're just like oh here's pitbull with another song so yes that's yeah you know you're famous when you come up before the dog you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> that is a great quote by the way with your trap gambino x i will say this maybe you were just trying to play some tribute to dmx x gonna give it to you maybe you were paying some tribute to the z exhibit <laughs> Maybe that's why you picked the X. <laughs> yeah, right? That's funny. <laughs> so, Trap, before we close this out, I want to say, do you have any final words to the LFC universe and the fans that are going to be listening to this of yours and everything you got going on? Do you have any final words to the people, Trap? 
Uh, I know I gave a shout-out to the B-O-T-Y stocks guys, but shout-out to them again. And the guys on Reddit, um, all the guys on Reddit and the guys behind the LFC and the guys behind me and the guys that don't know me, I hope that you can get to know me and get behind me because I'm fucking behind you. And I'm 100% into this sport. I feel like I'm a good addition to the LFC, and I feel like I am – a good asset to bring this fucking stock high. I want to bring it to the fucking moon, man, because I'm in this stock too. So I'm trying to, you know what I mean? Anything I can to bring us up, I feel like this is a million-dollar company and people just don't fucking know it yet. And I I feel like I can help make it happen. Beautifully said. We are glad to have you on board as an LFC judge and just overall with the LFC product trap. So for Mr. Trap Gambino, my name is Michael Larkin. Check out the Beauty, Strength, and Dominance official LFC podcast on Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasting platforms, and on WrestlingWrestling.com and the Wrestling Wrestling YouTube channel. Audio will be out soon, and I hope you guys enjoy this episode and many other LFC podcast episodes. So for Trap Gambino, my name is Mike Larkin. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you in the next episode. Thank you again. Five, four, three, two, one.